Hello, Hunters, and welcome back to the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. I am Matt Acevedo, joined by my amazing co-host, Christian Hughes. Matt, I'm ready for another rousing bonus episode. And might I say, for the first time ever, this is something you have yet to do, if I, if I remember correctly, but for the first time ever, I got to listen to an episode of yeah. Ultimate Fictional Character as the audience, not knowing what was going to happen. Dude, and it was great. I love that's it. That's awesome. It makes me enjoy doing this show even more because now I'm like, you know what? I would listen to this show. Oh man, that's so great. That's amazing. It was great. I have yet to, yeah, I've yet to be in that shoes, but I'm sure my day will come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear it. But I'm glad you enjoyed that episode, man. That was a fun one. We gotta do around a different one because there's so many himbos. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of bonuses we'll come back to. Yeah, uh, probably for season four. Probably for season four. Speaking of which, uh. This is why we record in advance. We had fallen behind. We had a lot of stuff going on. So we have one more bonus today. And then next week, we'll be back with the Season 3, uh, Division 3 yep. matchup yep. for the finals. And then we'll be heading right into Season 4. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this short miniature bonus episode of the Ultimate Functional Characters. <laughs> Matt, who are the first two of the eight that we have today? Let's get into it, guys. These these are all characters to, who are who are who have multiple purposes, multiple functions. Like think of like a Swiss Army knife, who is kind of like mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know, we, we, who didn't make it to this list, but we should do Swiss, Swiss Army, Army Man. man. <laughs> yeah, I just as you as you said that out loud, I'm like, mm, yes, yes, Swiss Army Man would have been good to have in the, here, wouldn't it? But he will be back probably on a different one but let's go ahead and get into uh, this sorting hat too now that now that we're doing it i'm coming up with more coming yeah. up with more we, we, right, the well, bonus episodes are great dude we can come back to them it's they awesome are. and if you guys have yeah. any suggestions for any of these weird bonus episodes let us know in a review we'd love to hear or tweet. And you know what all these characters again once again this is the new thing with the bonuses any character that's in these bonus episodes if they're not in the bucket They've been put into the bucket for yeah. ultimate fictional character. Wow. So <laughs> those are two pretty pretty great characters too. So mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great characters, guys. Let's get into it. Let's find out today who is the ultimate functional character. Starting with round one. This person serves as not only this thing serves as not only a Pokemon. It is a Pokemon, right? Is it considered a Pokemon? Well, it, yeah, it, no, it, no, it is a Pokemon. Yeah. That serves as a Pokedex. <laughs> uh in the new generation of Pokemon. We're talking about the Pokemon uh Rotom. Versus, bah, 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 played by Matthew Broderick in the live action. <laughs> and I'm talking about Inspector Gadget. Let's go. Let's get into this. Do you remember that, by the way, right. the live action Inspector Gadget? No, you're going to actually have to clue me in because I remember it, but I never saw it. So I only remember the com- like the ads for it. Dude, it was, uh, I don't remember if it was good, but as a kid, I loved it. It was Matthew Broderick as Inspector Gadget. And I think Jump 5, if you remember that boy band, did the song for it. And it was like, if you want it, then you got it. If you need it, baby, I'll be your everything. Do do your everything. Just call out Go Go Gadget. Anyways, that was the song. That is, I got to tell you, that is, uh, I don't like that. I, I don't blame the, you. The Inspector Gadget song was great. Why are you going to screw with it? Hey, as a kid, I was like... Inspector Gadget. First of all, Inspector Gadget, uh, I'm going to say pretty great because he kind of is... Fantastic. Yeah, a fantastic character because he has all these tools. He has everything that an inspector... He has the mind. He's a robot, but he's like he's like meant to solve crimes, right? He's meant to... He's a detective, uh, an inspector. Uh, but literally has all of these like make mechanisms on him that allow him to kind of like be his one man army in a way. Totally. 
he's bumbling though that's like the he's not a sherlock holmes character right he's right. very like he looks into things um so speaking of, let's let's hop over to rotom really quick you were like is this a pokemon yes it's a electric ghost type pokemon so yeah. think it, it's like it's just like pure energy right right um it doesn't evolve but it does take control and possess electrical appliances there's like a fridge there's a heater there's a washer there's a lawnmower there's the different forms of Rotom, and there's Rotom Dex, which Ash Ketchum has, and is a Pokedex that he can talk to. So, sort of like Meowth, it is now another talking Pokemon. That's pretty impressive. And yes, it is. It's very cool. Yeah, also can help you find up recipes for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it starts as a town map, right? It's like a living iPad. Yeah, and it's like it's what it's the item you would need. It was the it's the thing you need to do Pokemon in real life because it would literally serve all purposes. So you can transfer Pokemon from not from anywhere now. You don't need to go to a Pokemon Center because it serves as its own PC. You just download them like an app. Yeah. So, that's so here's impressive. the thing. Here's the thing. Inspector Gadget is. I would probably easily very argue that he is a he's a better character than Rotom. So maybe he's a better functional character in that way, but is he a better functional character? Yeah, because you know what I would say to to kind of piggyback off of this, Christian, because you might be thinking, well, he's literally like a Swiss Army man, right? But yeah, but how, you, you could be a Swiss Army man, but if you're not really functional, I don't know if that that would I don't know I think that might be against your favor, in my opinion. Inspector Gadget succeeds in spite of himself often a lot of his tools don't work or work the way he would want them to or he he yeah. activates the wrong thing and i would argue that uh his special functions <laughs> often impede him yeah they do i i love inspector gadget i think he's a more interesting character than rotom but if we're just talking about like who's the most who's the ultimate functional character there definitely needs to be enough character there for us to discuss and there are things about rotom that maybe we're gonna that we're gonna probably talk about yeah i don't i don't know if um inspector gadget being a great character is enough to supersede the fact that his functionality is very cool but doesn't work agree it's it doesn't work. It doesn't. And, and I mean, like, and that's why we love him. You know what I mean? That's what. Yes. Because he still overcomes that. But if we're looking for the ultimate functional character, and like your main, your main character gimmick is that you're unfunctional, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna win this match. Which, by the way, is Inspector Gadget basically just like a precursor to Arms? Are they just in this? Are they in the same universe? Because isn't oh, he like man. a spring man? He's yeah. He does have like spring arms. Yeah. He has like spring legs, spring arms. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Ooh. Arms we'll is have also to have I a, actually uh, do arms love, character the next time. I mean, we could probably do the ultimate arms character as one. I mean, I don't know yeah, how probably. many people love arms. I love yeah, arms. Exactly. I thought arms I think, was a well, great maybe, character. Great I game. think I think an arms character would be great to have yeah. in a future ultimate functional character. Um I don't know. I I'm I'm ready to to uh to drop yeah. gadget. Go go gadget exit. <laughs> and he's gone. Stage left. Boom. Inspector Gadget is gone, and Rodon will move on to the next round. Next round. Let's do this. We have. Where did my list go? Uh, so I have them here oh, in God. front of me, and next up is not Data, but Data from Star Trek Next Generation. That's right. And Fee, the Master Sword. Fun thing I just learned the other day. Data is named and pronounced Data because Gene Roddenberry set, decided, essentially came up with this rule 
where the first person to read a like fictional character an otherworldly character's name that they are basically dictating how it will be pronounced oh that's show. cool and he was the person he was like the first one during the reading to be like he was like data engage and then that was it it's data from that from that time forward and it's so much better that it's not data because data he, i feel like it would be so much more nerdy yeah like it's a nasally dude look at the data you know yeah or like mm-hmm. or like a baby's first word and, and you know you think it's data, <laughs> data but it's like data it's like what did you just <laughs> yeah, say you're right <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a cool map this is great uh you know because fee I, I i think skyward sword the story is great. The, the game wasn't my favorite. I hated the Wii Motion Plus. But, like, you know, I think Fee is, like, you have, if your whole purpose is, like, trying to, like, you know, rescue this kingdom and stuff like that, and you literally have an item that serves as a, a weapon and kind of like a Historia, like, that is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree, especially, like, with Fee sort of being the analog to, like, being the opposite of the ultimate evil. Yeah. Um. You know, like uh, the current like incarnation of Ganon that we just had was sort of like this um, sort of update to what Fee was going up against in that original version of Zelda, since this is the first Link and the first Zelda ever. And Fee is, is so directly tied in there. Um, that being said, boy, is Fee annoying. I, I completely agree, my friend. <laughs> I completely, And you know who's not annoying, in my opinion? Data. I love Data. Hell, yeah, he's great, man. Yeah. Also, also, it would be a great contender for UFC. Or do we have? Oh, him? Yes. Do we have him in UFC already? You know, so we. Can, I, I'm going over this in my head, and actually, what I believe we've had is we had Janet, who we kept saying was like a great analog to Data in many ways, like a, gotcha. like a different take on that character. But I don't believe he's come up. I'll have to go back to the books, but I don't believe that's the case. Because if he did, I think he. He he kind of has like the humanity in a way that Janet didn't. I think he actually could he could go to the distance, or he would have I think maybe even won a division if he oh yeah he got in there yeah. Um, and for that reason, like honestly, we could sit here and we can try and throw bones to Fee, but I think I think we should just move forward between these two. Like this feels like a slam dunk to me, right? I totally agree, dude. I'm with you on that. Fee's an if big... we... what I was just gonna say if totally. we had them be- between anyone else, if we had Fee against someone else on this list, like Inspector Gadget or Rotom or something like that, like yeah. I feel like like but but there's a huge gulf between these two characters. Right. There really is. I'm with you on this man one man, you know. I think I think data's got to move on. I think this is like no yeah. d- no doubt no doubt slam dunk. The data uh, the data back. lines up. <laughs> the data lines up. Uh, Fee, we're gonna have to return you back to the sheath of the master sword. Maybe one the day. Next generation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, data's moving on. All right, guys. The next one we got. Ooh, this is. Oh man, the randomizer works mysteriously because these are two. These are two very. These are two very similar characters. We have Kit, oh. the car from Knight Rider, versus the TARDIS. Wow, that is awesome. Actually, of of the eight that we have here, the fact that those two are lined up. Okay, so um, functionally speaking, they're both talking. Or yeah, well, you don't usually ever hear the TARDIS talk. There is an episode where the TARDIS takes a, a humanoid form. That's right. That's um, right. But otherwise, and you find out that like the noise that the TARDIS make is just the parking brake. Has been on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the TARDIS does speak to the Doctor often. Now, um, huh? Here's here's the thing I'll say. The TARDIS. I think you could make, and this is unlike Kit. I think you could make an argument that the TARDIS 
doesn't always work kind of like Inspector Gadget. So you mean like it, it works? So like kind of like how Inspector Gadget often succeeds in spite of his his technical failures. The TARDIS. Oh right. It's it's, it's hard to it's hard to know because a lot of times it feels like the TARDIS took the Doctor where the Doctor needed to go. Right. But also the Doctor sometimes was trying to go places and the TARDIS just doesn't work. Yeah. But also I feel like the because this is a stolen uh, TARDIS that um the Doctor I think it's been revealed that like doesn't really know how to work the TARDIS like. It's like the doctor makes it work, but it's not the correct way to do it, you know, which which causes it to kind of react strange. So is that yeah, the artist's fault or I don't know. It's I, I think it's just the idea is that it's been damaged over time as well. Yeah, because we're talking about the TARDIS. Which is why like it can't change from the police box is the other thing. That's like, right. It's stuck as the police box. Yeah. So there's there's some functional issues with the TARDIS. That being said, the TARDIS, I think, maybe in some ways has more humanity than Kit. But Kit actually talks. Like, Kit's like a real talking car. It, like, pulls up and it's like, get in. We got to go. And it's like, we're going to go here. And then, <laughs> like, Kit's cool as heck, man. Yeah, man. Kit is really cool. It's got a nice shade of black, you know. Uh, it like, back in the day, I guess, like, if you're on a first date, it would help you out. Like, make paint the mood. I don't know. You know? Play some, like, slow, slow jams or... <laughs> Like, Kit, stop. Calm down. It's the 80s, man. It's, the, it's a different time. Jeez. Yeah, I think I think there's, like, like a real thing to be said for the fact that the TARDIS is not always reliable, and Kit is. And maybe the TARDIS has, like, a lot more, like, character development, and maybe the TARDIS should be in the bucket, yeah. which I'll add them to. Oh, absolutely. But, but, like, I feel like to be the ultimate functional character, you gotta be reliable, right? You absolutely have to be reliable. So, and, and Kit is very reliable you know so i would say I, I i'm feeling pretty good about this even though the tardis has so much history like kit kit's always kit is like its own superhero it's functional super yes. functional and 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 like kind of acts on its own which you kind of want from a functional car you know yeah kit dude kit rules and so that's the thing it's like i the tart okay people are gonna be mad about this because the tardis is awesome and the TARDIS's character is great, and, like, it always brings the Doctor where the Doctor needs to go, and you could argue that, like, functionally, like, it serves a role, but it does for the story, for us watching it. But, yeah. like, if you were, like, I need this, like, I'm looking for, like, the best functional character, like, to be my number two, the TARDIS is also going to, like, put you in severe danger <laughs> time after time. Yeah, absolutely. So I I'm I'm with you on this. And you're exactly right. The TARDIS, it messes up for the purpose of the story. But, like, if we're talking about functionality, if it doesn't function the way it's supposed to, it doesn't belong as the UFC ultimate functional character. Heck, yeah. That means Kit uh, is moving on. And looks like uh, the TARDIS is, is lost in time and relative dimension in space. It's it's lost in there. Anyways. Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you put its, its full name in. Thank you. Thank you. It deserves it. Um. All right, final round. All we right. have two android robotic-like characters. We have the droid, BB-8, which I went back and forth. Should it be R2 or BB-8? And if we're just talking about sheer functions, BB-8 is, is really like an upgrade in many ways. Oh, yeah. Um, you can like R2 more. I totally understand that. I love R2-D2, but we're just here talking about who can do more in some ways. Yeah. Uh, and then GLaDOS, the uh, super evil robotic uh, mastermind for the Portal series. Yeah. You know, they both have functional. I think both are actually pretty similar in terms of functionality. But I think where Glados takes a hit is that it's it's she's kind of evil. She is, although that's 
but 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 GLaDOS is also like a security system. Yeah. And so like the system itself flags like all these things as sort of like derelict and needing to be like eliminated (laughs) as in people basically (laughs) like all people need to go like the people have been sort of uh replaced by the superior ai that has been created by uh cave johnson such as glados themselves and i think that makes it hard for us to have the same argument though that we did for say like tardis or inspector gadget because because it's a it's a bad guy yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah I feel that, but like, I guess it, if it's, it's 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 if its function is to run tests and keep people in this like weird prison, and you know it does a good job. Yeah, in fact, I believe as far as I'm aware, like Chell is basically like the last one left. Like it ran all the tests, which I think since then it's like party's over. Yeah, um, it takes a lot. Just like you know, yeah, it's it's why it's kind of broken down now. That being said, BB-8 is reliable. I mean, I guess it, like if you're right, if we. <laughs> Consider all things considered, all things being fair, uh, reliability being a part of functionality. BB-8 has been. Have we had an, a time where BB-8 failed to like? BB-8 do has not failed. Functional dude. thing. I, yeah. I I can't. And please correct us if we're wrong, but I cannot recall a time where BB-8 did not succeed. Yeah, BB-8 is is a total is a total bro. He's just like, I mean, it starts out. He basically has the key to Luke Skywalker. He goes. He finds Ray. Yeah. Um, some of the things that make BB amazing is obviously it's incredible design. So oh, like, so good. Yeah, the ball droid design was was great because it has all these different little pockets, and you don't have to worry about like, well, this is on the top of it, so it can only be shaped this way. It's like you can make anything inside of it because it can rotate into any position. Right. Um, I love like it can go up and down stairs. Yeah, it can give you a thumbs up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it gives you a thumbs up. It's kind of lighter. It's got like a shock thing. Uh, it's got a little handle on it. Oh, it's got a little drawer for putting in maps. I BB-8 mean, BBA is pretty good. functional, dude. Because like, it's very functional. And here's the difference. Here's the difference. I think, and I think mm-hmm. we're talking about functionality, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like Swiss Army knife or whatever, right? Uh, I think BB8 is a much more user friendly function, and while Shell is more is is more like you know strictly for security and and like function, like like the fact that BBA is more for the user to me, kind of gives him an edge. And mobile. GLaDOS can't leave. Like, GLaDOS yeah. is sort of stuck, right? Like, in this apparatus in yeah. many ways. Yeah. That kind of limits the functionality when it's, it's like, like I, I think that almost entirely makes, it's like GLaDOS is almost the environment. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Right? Yeah. GLaDOS, and so it's like it, a living space than it is like a living featured character. Right. She's literally aperture like the setting how gotham's like the character like aperture is a character and that character is gladys yeah yeah i think i think i mean the the ultimate fictional environment could be a thing we'll have yeah to like come mogo up with a, uh, right and like yeah Oa and stuff how's moving castle yeah, um dude. that kind of thing could that's be a, very ooh, cool we gotta do that that's a good one that's actually a good one yeah that would be very good yeah uh i think i think that makes I think that's a wrap on GLaDOS. Then. I think so, too. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I have to declare this huge success. Or I guess failure because you lose, GLaDOS. You are out. You are out. And BB-8 is moving on to semifinals. The cake is a lie. The cake <laughs> is a lie. Sorry, GLaDOS. Let's go to our next semifinals. We got, we got 
Rotom versus Data. Okay. This is hard. It's two computer people. Yeah. So, in fact, actually, everyone left at this point is a computer person in many ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, They're very functional. They are. So, okay. Rotom versus Data. Data is humanoid, so much more character than Rotom. Now, Rotom talks to Ash, but here's my question for you. Do we know enough about Rotom as a character to actually classify them as one? Um, obviously, they are because they are like a living being. But, like, he's not, like, coming out of the Pokedex and chilling with Ash and his buds. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you ever see that Rick and Morty episode where... There's that butter robot, and and, he, and the butter robot goes to Rick. What is my purpose? Yes, yes. Like, you serve, you yes. make, you, you slice butter. He's like, oh, oh god. Oh, he would have been great for this. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Oh the my butter god, butter robot would have been great for this. <laughs> I'm adding him to the bucket. I'm putting the butter robot in the bucket. That's freaking great, man. But I think that that Rotom kind of has that that problem. He does. He does, even though he's he's obviously way more functional. That's an extreme example right. of it because he's not just the Pokedex. And I guess this is the this is the hard part for this is you can catch a Rotom and actually use it as a primary Pokemon. It doesn't have to be in a Pokedex. That's just the clever thing they decided to do because then in the games, it's like you have your talking smart app. It's like they don't have to have a Siri. They have Rotom. Yeah. Um, so for some people, Rotom is a character, but we don't actually have that in fiction yet. Like we don't have an example for it. Right, huh? It almost and, feels like a like a technicality, but I feel like on that alone, because Data has a real journey, like in discovering humanity, and then like uh, the you know losing friends, finding love, and like all of those things, like family. He has uh, real relationships, um, but he's also this just like human computer. Yeah, he's a real character. He's super functional, dude. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't think Rotom can beat that. I don't, I don't think so either. In fact, I don't think Rotom should beat that. I think it's yeah. Uh, yeah. time to close the Pokedex on this guy. Ooh, Data's moving on to the finals to face off against one of these characters, which is Kit, Kit. from Night Rider versus BB-8. Okay, I'm going to say right off the bat, Kit it has a limit, is, is limited because Kit's a car. Like, BB-8 can get into nooks and crannies that Kit cannot. BB-8 can get on a spaceship, on an X-Wing. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I will say um, that's when... I almost want to say, actually, that that's, like, more of a technicality that in a way that I think is, like, a bit of a wash because that's almost kind of like how it's... It's like, well, in the fictional story we're talking about here, we have, you know, universe level threats and in this one we have local level threats that's fair but like on their own scale kit is able to be as mobile as like bb8 is that's true do you know what i mean yeah i guess yeah that makes sense that makes sense and most people don't know what bb8 saying yes you know like ray can talk to bb8 yeah exactly but like kit speaks english (laughs) that's pretty functional dude that's pretty functional Mm. kit 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 so here's here's the thing about Kit for me. I don't know about you, but okay. I was never like a Knight Rider guy. I was never into cars too much, Christian. I was like, I, I don't know, yeah. cars just never did it for me, except for Fast and Furious, but I don't watch for the cars. I watch for the booms, explosions. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. That being said, I still know a lot about Kit. Like, this is a thing that has permeated 
through pop culture to the point where like I know what the show is from, I know what it is, I know stuff about it, and I don't know if I've ever even seen like more than a single full episode. Like I've seen clips of it, I've seen stuff. I think there was a movie maybe I saw bits of, but like I know that it talks, I know that it has like a turbo rocket, I know that it has like missiles, it has like scanners, it has all these like crazy things that it can do. It's very it's very much like if you put a brain inside like the James Bond car, you know, like yeah. flamethrowers, like at the time like a phone system was like a crazy thing. You're like on the road and you're talking to people. It's like, "Whoa." <laughs> Cuz it was the 80s. Yeah. Um that's pretty interesting. I I would say like on a Swiss army knife level, I think they're kind of a wash. They're both they, yeah, I I agree with you there cuz uh they both are like pretty handy you know they both have several tools up their arsenal uh of their sleeves so i feel like you're right that's a wash mm-hmm. so then I still the question think... becomes oh, your yeah what do you think I, I, I still think that like for it to be like ah i don't know man part of me like i'm still stuck on this idea that like because kit is a car it's like limited but and i'm having trouble getting my head out of that so i need your help so so my thing here is I feel like Kit so Kit has a bit of a brain so there's there's definitely like an element of um sentience, sentience to Kit but it's not the same as the droids it's more like it's 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 beyond modern smartphone because it seems to have some level of emotion and awareness but it's definitely not the same as yeah. the droid but that being said I think there's actually something kind of nice about the relationship between David Hasselhoff's character and Kit because like a Knight Rider it's like you know some people like really attached to their car and they like right. talk to it and they like this is like the idea of that like personified in a way yeah um so I think that's like really awesome but I also believe that you're right that like BB-8 is a real actual character that like we care about and like one of the cool things about BB-8 was like we really we see it for a very short period of time with Poe and then he spends the rest of the time with like Ray and Finn. And then when he and Poe are reunited, you like realize like like Poe is so excited to see BB-8 and everything. It's like it's a dog like... being returned to its owner. Yes, you know, it's like so. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. And there's like yeah, th- like there's the scene with with uh, BB-8. Also, the Rise of Skywalker. Like remember, um, he comes back with Millennium Falcon all beat up, and then Ray had almost like destroyed <laughs> BB-8 as well. Yeah. And she's like my ship, and he's like he's like my droid. What did you do to BB-8? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm kind of leaning that way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm All with right. you. All right, cool. All right. I don't have a Knight Rider joke. Do you got one? Uh, the sun is setting on Knight Rider. Nice. Yeah. Which means we got our <laughs> final round. Here we go. Data versus BB-8. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Ooh. Who would have thought? Now that you have to say it that way, now it's a lot harder. <laughs> Oh man, you know this is kind of tough, dude. Because they're both pretty fantastic and very functional. You know they they are. Oh, I don't know where to start. Okay. Guess... Um. Well, here's what I would say. We basically come across a couple different determinations now as to what makes the ultimate functional character. It is reliability. It is actual like how much character work there is, like how much of a character they are, and overall functionality yeah so we have these like three tiers so let's just let's go over them if we look at 
overall functionality. Data is basically a supercomputer. Yeah. And BB-8 is, uh, it's more like a software hardware kind of thing going on here, except BB-8 also acts as a computer. Like he, he is able to hack into things and do things very much in the same way that like most droids can. And he he is kind of like a pocket knife Yes, where he has all these things like within him while data would have to go look for them. And, and what's actually really interesting about data is the thing that makes data interesting and functional is actually that they took a mechanical thing and made a living analog out of it. Yeah. So it's like, as far as we're talking about, like, you know, functionality almost as a superpower, BB-8 is a more functional character. So I would say in that classification, we would, I would, I would lean BB-8. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. Uh, he, he's got that edge because of that Swiss Army knife-ness, you know? He does. He does. But there are two other categories. Right. So, um, reliability, we've not had failures with BB-8. We have had issues with data getting, like, basically, like, frozen and, like, turned off at times. <laughs> like, powered down. <laughs> um, Poor guy. And then the other part is, like, we have to worry about things like corruptibility in oh, things like yeah. data. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Data is quite but, corruptible. Yeah, but overall, like, he's generally been reliable and consistent. Yeah. But he's, like, perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like, a perfect... Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? When you have a point in technology where you are spanning the galaxy in ships, like it's like you're going to get fast food, yeah. you'd hope you could make your robots do what they're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> right? You would hope so. Yeah. So that I mean that's that's sort of no surprise. Um, whereas data is basically like in many ways up until more recently in Star Trek lore was pretty much one of a kind. Like he had lore, which is like his evil brother, and then he had like his daughter that he sort of created, and then there yeah. are others as well. Um, especially now with uh, the new Star Trek Picard, but but in many ways data was very much one of a kind. So I don't know. I guess this feels almost like a wash. Like, it, there's it been really times does. where maybe it's been unreliable, but I don't, it, that doesn't feel like anything significant enough. No, I, I agree. Because you can't, I mean, you, we can't judge a whole cat. Like, the, like because we don't, we haven't seen BB 8, like, you know, lose, but like, I'm sure there's been moments where BB 8 has. You know what I mean? Right. And then we get to the last category, and this is, this is interesting because, you know, we don't typically try to weight categories here. Yeah. But I might argue that as far as being like a real character and having a real story, Data is what would take the, would take the win here. But it, not that BB-8 is not important, but BB-8 is very much like the sidekick. It's like the pet of the I group. totally agree. Yeah. Right? I think just Data is a great character, like... I think it go very, very far in the in the actual matches. Um, but we're talking about functionality here. Yeah, that's a good point. Like a funk if so so data's a better character, and I was thinking maybe that's more important, but you you're right. If we are talking about functionality, the ultimate functional character should be the ultimate functional character. Yeah. Not the ultimate functional character. Right. And even like <laughs> yeah, and like data even it like It means something different. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I'm feeling pretty good about this. I didn't. It's interesting because, like, a part of me was like, "Well, we'll put BB-8 on there," but it feels it feels a little like like we're just kind of like pandering to him. But I think it's true though. Like, there's enough real character work for them. There's enough emotional attachment to other characters, and 
like it really is the Swiss Army knife of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He, I think BB Eight's got it, man. Like he's he yeah. serves he he's he serves as literally like a a, a pocket knife as mm-hmm. well as being able to do things like you know hack and have answers and stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like comedic relief as well. Like there's 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 a lot BB Eight offers, and I think. The things that data usually offers are every now and then there's maybe some jokes, but it's usually like more of like a a deep thing. And I think that actually takes too much focus away for like data to be like a functional character. I feel like the ultimate functional character is more like a sidekick, like a pet than they are the main character. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know what? I think we got to give it to, I I think we're going to call it. uh, It looks like the force was stronger with BB-8. And he is our uh, ultimate <laughs> functional character. You know what Uncar Plot says? What's that? Get me that droid. <laughs> I I love that reference, and I used to say that all the time, all the time. I too. love saying that. Yeah. it's so fun. You know that Simon Pegg? Yeah, it is. He's like one, one yeah, portion corn, one portion, <laughs> one quarter portion. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good. Oh so, man, Force Awakens is great. I love that movie. Oh, I honestly, uh, Force Awakens, I think is, so is one of my favorite Star Wars Absolutely. films. Absolutely, I, I watched it's that so movie good. so many times, and it's so rewatchable. I love it. It's so good. It's yeah. got everything you want. I think so too. Uh, that's it. There you have it, everybody. BBA, it's our ultimate functional character, but we may return, and there may be someone to dethrone BBA. But who knows? Let us know in the in uh in a review on iTunes or leave us a tweet or email or whatever. And let us know if you want us to add someone into this category. Oh, yeah, big time. And next week, we are back to our normally scheduled division matches. And we are just about to head straight forward into the final round of this season. That's right. That's our third ultimate fictional character. So stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.